Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the AEW Rampage Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, but oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hampton to look ahead to Rampage tonight and to kick off one of the sexiest title matches of all time. Stop. Uh, number four. <laughs> you don't have to do it on this one. There's matches. There's matches and stuff advertised. The SmackDown preview, I was like, well, they've said Brock Lesnar's on the hunt. Let's talk about that for 20 minutes. Alan Angel's on a golf cart. <laughs> Is that... Anything else? Are we good? Are we out of here? Well, there's matches. Yeah. There's a sexy title match. I, well, there I say is it, some sports entertainment. The thing is, right, I would love for us to sit and talk about a sexy title match, but I've had more than my fill of that in AW this week, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, aye. The, the manner in which the titles were spoken about on Dynamite on Wednesday, I'm dancing around the subject because I no longer wish to Treading cum. Um, has cast a bit of a shadow on AEW, I think. It feels like... You know what I realised after we'd recorded the Dynamite review yesterday? What? Was that not enough people were talking about the stunning wrestling match at the start of the show because they were talking about six. Mm-hmm. They were talking about full six. <laughs> Rampage, as a result, on the no less on the show that was taped after that Dynamite, has an opportunity here to pull back the narrative and make it about fighting for titles, which is ironic because the FTW title doesn't really mean mm. anything. And yet, the sheer potential quality of this and how gorgeous it will look oh. the two men competing for this belt stands a chance to make this week the FTW title more prestigious than TNT one. I've just been saying for ages, I've always said AW needs to control their narrative. And <laughs> finally, they're going to do this. Um, I get a feeling, uh, sort of alluded to on, on last week's Rampage, uh, which got a weird buzz around it on the internet in terms of, well, it's in the bin, it's done less than 400k, whereas it was, what, after midnight, after a shed load of basketball games, it was an outlier. It was yeah. like when Smack- SmackDown goes to, what is it, Fox Sports 2 or whatever it bloody is. It gets less than a million viewers. Yeah, yeah. or FS1, I think mm-hmm. it was, actually. But, yeah, um, I get the feeling, though, after what happened on last week's Rampage, that we may, we'll probably get a finish, but we all pro- also probably going to get more shenanigans around Team Taz and... Good Lee. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I don't know, so this, obviously, the FD, it's interesting, this FTW stick, because it's meaningless, but if you were going to put the title on Swerve Strickland, 
that's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Mm. He's just arrived in the company. Starks has this as a vanity plate, if nothing else. And, crucially, Switzerland isn't in Team Taz. So he would be pretty pissed off if the belt was suddenly out of the family. Um, I haven't read the spoilers for the benefit Me of the so I, c- I couldn't tell you how this is going to go. I, I believe, as someone told Sidgwick, it's a ripper, basically. Great. and like, Unsurprisingly. And something I've observed here as well is it's the second week in a row on Rampage for Swerve Strickland as they start to um, use Rampage for specific select cuts of premium content. Mm. This is interesting to me. Do you remember how when CM Punk debuted, he was Rampage exclusive for a while, and then it became selling that Punk is going to wrestle on Dynamite for the first time? Do this with Swerve. You've got it with Hook. I feel like there's somebody else that I'm, I'm struggling to think of at the moment who's rampant. He's traditionally more of a rampant. Starks wrestler. calls it his show, doesn't he? Starks calls it his show. You know, um, the bunny tends to do her best business on <laughs> Rampage. There are people who are now becoming associated with this. And if you do that, you stand a chance of making this less of a B-feeling show. And especially if the quality of the matches, as people have suggested, is one to get very excited about. I love the prospect of Swerve having matches of this standard already. He came in in Revolution, and there are a lot of... It's a constant debate at the moment about AW's mass signing of people. I'm always of the opinion of... It's not a mom-and-pop shop. Well, mom-and-pop in this case is Shad Khan and his wife. Because <laughs> Tony Khan's mom-and-pop. But, like, it's not a mom-and-pop shop. It's a billionaire-backed company just like WWE. And nobody can particularly fires up when WWE makes a bunch of signings, right? Sign whoever you want. But it is becoming apparent that sometimes the spreading of the time out on Dynamite and Rampage is up for question, is up mm. for debate. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're seeing things where we're feeling like time's being wasted. No time whatsoever is being wasted on Swerve. He arrives, he signs a contract at Revolution. He has the call and response that immediately is over with people. At Who's house? Swerve's house. Oh, okay. And they're buzzing to see him, and he's wrestled twice, and he's a featured act, and he's involved. It's a bit wacky, and it was a bit WWE, everybody bumping into each other backstage, but he's involved in the mix immediately. There's none of the calls of what you were hearing for Tony Nese. Somehow you were hearing for Keith Lee. Do you remember that? He had his one match, then it was like, well, he's at the pay-per-view, so he's, he's fine. Mm. Where's Keith Lee? He's not <laughs> on Dynamite for weeks. Um, people, A lot of people said it about Jay Lethal. There are others. Mm. Not doing that with Swerve, I think, shows you that this company still knows what they have sometimes, and is like, let's strike while this iron is absolutely hottest. I alluded to sports entertainment. We'll get back to that in a little while, but I'm always tentative when it comes to this. Like, we got a count-out victory, for example, last week Mm. on on Rampage for Darby Allen against The Butcher. We've had one DQ on TV. Is that right? There was... What was the DQ? So you had the... MJF one. MJF one. You had the Kenny Omega pack Ironman match. Yeah. That went to where? Was it a DQ or a count-out? But that was... They used a fall for that. I feel like we'll maybe forget them on, but this is the point, isn't it? The but fact this, that you can't fill one hand with these finishes is so impressive. Like I said, if, if this was Starks versus Swerve on SmackDown, mm-hmm. I'd go, well, it's just a TV show, and it's the lesser TV show, for perfectly honest, for AEW. Yeah. I don't foresee a title change. What I foresee is probably a great match that ends in a DQ if it's in WWE. Mm-hmm. Is there scope to potentially, I'm going to say this, get away with something like that if you subsequently say, all right, well, we didn't give you that. I mean, I suppose I suppose there's going to be the main event, so it's kind of a bit... Mm. But if you eventually get a tag team of Swerve and Lee versus you know some members from Team Taz, Powerhouse yeah. Hobbs, who's just want to reiterate what an amazing transformation he's had over the last 18 months. Um, yeah, I don't know. How do you see this one playing out? I just don't want things to become bad habits. That's ultimately what it is. The count-out last week, for a change, didn't trigger some sort of mass brawl on Twitter. The 
between like the WWE oddballs and the AEW <laughs> sexuals. Yes. It, it was a count out that felt worthy of the match you just witnessed, which was just this fire-powered, brutal sports football of a match between The Butcher and Darby Allen. The, Allen survived via count-out. And it's like, what, it's, it was the first count-out victory I could recall ever in AW. I, I feel like I'm probably forgetting something. Mm-hmm. Or there was maybe they did, that, they did cheeky bits with, like, Peter Avalon on Dark and stuff, didn't they? But, like, the, a count-out that genuinely mattered yeah. on a rampage of a dynamite. I felt like the first time that I'd ever really played with that. And great. Just don't do it again now for six months to a year to two years. Yes. Don't take the piss. Don't let something, just because it does actually function as a way, as you say, as a vehicle for a tag match or as a way to continue a feud, don't abuse it. Mm. Don't, that, that's that's all we ever, we're critical of WWE because their rampant abuse for decades has made it often impossible to analyse things without assuming the worst. You said it yourself there. You said, well, you know, if we were doing this on Raw, it would be a title match and we could say, oh, it's going to end in a DQ. That's not how you're supposed to look at these shows. No. But they have trained us to expect so little from them. And that's what the repeated uses of the, we're going to do DQ here because we want to get to this match. We're going to do a count out here because we want to get this match. Just don't take the piss. Do it when it feels like it's part of a story, when it's um, when it's creative as well. Mm-hmm. You, the last thing you want is for people to feel like you've kind of escaped. You've, well, this phrase that we really like, you don't want AEW booking to feel like it's stolen one. Yes. That's that's the thing. You don't want to come away from a match and think, oh, I've kind of, kind of nicked that, cheeky bastards. I, I, I never want to feel that with AEW. I want to feel like I've just watched the sporting contest come to an end organically through means we didn't expect. Mm. Every now and then it's fine if it becomes a repeat occurrence over the next sort of three to six months. I'd like to think the more conscientious of us and like we like to think we are, would flag that yes. and we'd raise that. And I, I just, it's not something, I, I feel like I feel like in analysing this and trying to stem the flow of the critiques before they even happen. Yeah, it does. It, it, Come it off of the past. warps your mind in a funny sort of way. I have no problem with it if it feels creative and earned and organic, not forced and fake and them trying to get away with it is, yeah, and I is, think, is my very long-winded answer to a shock. Yeah, I think they overdid it with Britt Baker, for example, but I think there is an argument to be made tonight. Ricky Starks leave with, with the FTW Championship, mm. but we all know if it was a level playing field, Swerve. Yeah, well, is that yeah, what you yeah. think is going to happen? Yeah, I, I do, yeah. I, it's, um, you don't ideally want to um, not so much beat Swerve, but make him look like he hasn't achieved the goal he set out to do. Yes. He's a babyface, and babyfaces need to back up their words, and you need to be very careful about the ones that don't, because fans back winners. Yes. And ultimately, they'll start. I said this about the Dark Order on Wednesday. The problem with like constantly backing losers is that you kind of get sick of always being on the losing team. Our football teams haven't given us a choice in life, but, res- <laughs> but wrestling does. Yeah. So uh, you will come a point where you're like, you know what, I'm just not going to saddle my wagon to this guy anymore. And they won't want people to do that with Swerve after just two matches. You mentioned the Dark Order there. Uh, Alan Angels and 10 of the Dark Order will be in action uh, against Red Dragon, who are seemingly going to be getting a title shot of Battle of the Belts, one would assume, cons- considering their association with Adam Cole and the whole Jurassic Express Hangman Page stuff. Yeah, it's a nice um, it's a nice stat padder for Red Dragon here. They do feel like the the um, challenge is destined for Battle of the Belts, which is, again, a little bit like the Adam Cole-Adam Page match, really. I know it's not, like, the, we're presuming there's going to be a stipulation for Cole and Page, right? But it's not a light... Hair versus hair? <laughs> I was going to say a strap, but now you've willed bald Page versus bald Cole into existence, <laughs> and people are going to Photoshop that. But um, it's not a direct like-for-like rematch, but it is a bit of a rematch, isn't it? Like the Red I'm Dragon concerned thing, about Battle of the Bells. Me too. Like the Red Dragon, look, Red Dragon and Jurassic Express thing is going to be great. Oh, no question. But it does feel a bit too functional to be fun. You know, like the 
the Young Bucks have lost out in this. The three-way was tremendous, and I have no doubt about the quality of this, but I don't for a second feel like Red Dragon are going to win the Bales at no. Battle for the Bales. And that's, like, you don't want two Battle for a Bales in a row where you don't think any Bales are going to change hands. Mm. No point is, but, like, the reason why you have Battle for the Bales is because the Bales <laughs> mean something when they're not getting spunked all over. And you sp- <laughs> Like, these people are going to fight for them on, like, specials, one-hour specials. It's like a... A B, it's AEW's version of a B-level pay-per-view. And Blood, they, sweat, and jizz. It's AEW's version of a B-level pay-per-view. <laughs> and they're going uh, to be setting these things up to just feel very pedestrian. So I want to see... Um, what I would like from this, right, if nothing else, is Red Dragon defeating the Dark Order, who are slightly splintered from Hangman Page. And how do you fold this in next week into mm. the Page-Adam Cole thing? Because... Page has kind of favoured Jurassic Express a little bit. Jurassic Express have become his new running buddy. Made his save this week on Dynamite. They're going to fight Red Dragon at Battle of the Bales. And the Dark Order, twice now, are going to feel yeah. a little bit frozen out by all this. So I like that for this. Per- I like it for the bigger picture than maybe the smaller one. Because at the moment, I just sort of feel like Jurassic Express are just on a series of title matches mm. where they kind of exist just to exist, not because I have I feel any passion yeah. for the titles changing hands. I only want two things from this. And uh, one, because I'm a sadist, and no offence to him, I'm a big fan of his, really wanted to hurt Alan Angels. Okay. Like, torture him. <laughs> All right. Because yeah. you, you know what they're like, yeah. Fish and O'Reilly, when they mm-hmm. get going. Uh, and yeah, just a, just a not to say morale boosting, but a, just a status boosting win, straightforward victory for Red Dragon here. Just on the, on this a little bit, because I, I, I'm always mindful that you, we do this with WWE, where you're critical of the wrestlers themselves and the quality of the match and stuff like that. Right now, in AEW, Jurassic Express are theoretically feuding alongside Hangman Page against Adam Cole and Red Dragon as a tag team match coming up about Battle of the Bales. But who are the real tag teams that you need to be watching? It's Hazard Blake and Blackpool Combat Club. It's not these guys, is it? No. That's the difference. That's what I'm like trying to outline. Like What you think versus what you feel is very different in the tag oh, team yeah. at the moment. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Let's move on. Let's talk Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes and whether or not Lance Archer will end the Rhodes family legacy. I love this writing on AEW. It's very WWE. It's just the most unbelievable drama summoned from nothing on Wednesday night. Dustin Rhodes was instructed to screen down a lens as if this match meant everything to him, as if he was still, if his body was still trying to pump the blood through that was lost in the first match they had back at the start of the pandemic. That visual you probably still have in your head, of Lance Archer's foot on Dustin Rhodes' bloody face and the blood squeezing out of Dustin's head like you're trying to like sort of wring out some fruit or something, like a half-cut orange. Like, the fact that they've been able to summon all the misery from that night for the Rhodes family and drive it into this seemingly random rampage match. Maybe all along, Cody's taken a look at wrestling in 2015 and thought, it's not me that deserves better. It's my brother. Yeah. I'm going to get away from here. I'm going to start a company. I'm going to get Dustin in. I'll probably leave. I'll go back and WWE. <laughs> but Dustin's got this job where it's far more like it's going to make use of his skills as a trainer. It's going to make use of his skills as a guy that can put people over. And it's going to make use of his, of his skills as a talker. They're not just going to half paint him as gold dust and put him with our trees. Mm. And he's done it. Well done, Cody. Thanks. For, like You've really sorted your brother out with a world <laughs> that he makes so much sense in. Because this Dustin Rhodes promo on Dynamite was unbelievable. Uh, I thought Lance Archer was great here. And I blow hot and cold on Archer because I think AEW do too. Oh, unquestionably, he's use, the monster of the week, ab- isn't he, sometimes? They use and abuse what they've really got him for. But, yeah, monster of the week is right. And, unfortunately, like, let's watch Dustin get monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Sorry, mate. But, yeah. yeah, I agree completely. I think he's going to just remind us of why Len Lance Archer came in. We went, oh, he's got to win the entire tournament and the, the, the original TNT championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's that sort of... Um, You've got to, with a guy like Archer, for it to function, for it to work, you've got to inspire either um, a passionate love, a passionate hate, or a passionate fear. And right now, I think everybody is quite dispassionate towards Archer. Dustin Rhodes will make you care. Dustin Rhodes will make you care. Lance wins, though. Yes. Uh, We've also got Nyla Rose in action. Um, I've got real mixed. Monsters of the Week. (laughs) Yeah, I've got real mixed emotions about all this because, like like we say, we really enjoyed the majority of Dynamite Mm. this week. But you look at. You look at Miller's ups and downs. You look at Andy's article ups and downs. And it is not a perfect show by any stretch of the imagination. Like Simon Miller, I don't want to talk about cum. <laughs> There's also, even if you take the whole Sammy Tay uh, American top team thing and put it to one side, I was not a fan of what they did with Thunder Rosa and, and, and Nyla Rosa. Not only because, as you pointed out, they just went, let's put all the women's bits together. And again, on this show, it feels like, ah, well, if we can't have a Jade Cargill squash, we'll have a Nyla Rose squash. And there you go. There's your women's wrestling for the week. There's several reasons why I'm I'm not happy about this. None of them are Nyla Rose being the number one contender. Mm. I think she's brilliant. I think she probably deserved, maybe not necessarily more time with the belt, but uh, but certainly more more flirtations with it. In my opinion, um, 
I remember watching that Ikari Shida match and going, one, two, kick out. And then she didn't kick out. And I was like, wait, that's it. I yeah. came in Nyla Rose's <laughs> title reign. And obviously, Shida went on record-breaking, what have you. Several reasons not happy with this. Again, the Lance Archer thing of, oh, we need someone who's a challenger for Battle mm-hmm. of the Belts, but we all kind of know Thunder Rose is going to retain and then get a proper first challenger at the next yeah. pay-per-view. There's that. And I love Vicky Guerrero. I think she's a great mouthpiece. I don't think Nyla Rose needs one, whether you look at her work previously, talking for herself, or just her patter on social media. She's an absolutely amazing follower. Like if you don't, if you listen to this and you don't follow Nyla Rose, change that right now because she's such good value, um, and not just because once upon a time she'd like a World Cup of cereal for no reason yeah. other than because she's got great taste. Um, yeah, it's there is such a I hate using this word when it comes to the AW Women's Division, I do, but there is such an obligation about all of this. Um, we've talked before about oddly enough, I think Sidrick was much sort of angry about this than I was, and it was a really good spot. Absolutely having your cake and eating it too when you're doing Jade Cargill squash on Rampage and saying, job done, woman's match. You know, rubbing your hands together because it's 30 seconds. And representation-wise, it's a nightmare. And you're looking at the same sort of thing here with a predictable Nyla Rose victory. Um, and she has to for, for their purposes, but the whole thing is obligated. It's not just women's wrestling obligation. It's contender setting up obligation. It's reminding everybody who Nyla Rose is and what she does obligation. It's the just need to know a little bit about the act so that when Thunder Rosa beats her, you feel something rather than nothing, and then on we go to the next thing. And I don't know how... Um, well, I do know how AEW get themselves out of that trap. They just, like, book with a bit more conviction the best matches they've got. Stop thinking about... Like, stop Lance Archer and Nyla Rose because it's transparent enough with Lance Archer, mm-hmm. let alone in a division that doesn't get anywhere near as, as much focus. So Thunder Rosa was on the title... Look down your roster page, find a great wrestler. You've got six or seven to choose from and put her against her straight away and have that be this cool match and Thunder Rosa defender title on week one of being the champion yeah. and you're off to the races and it didn't need this big story. It just needed, you know, have that great wrestler because it's a rankings company. Have that wrestler after Revolution win on Dark and win on Dynamite and just game the rankings. It's like, oh, so-and-so, they've done it with tag teams. They do it all the time. Yeah. The Gun Club are number one. The Dark Order, are they? Right, so like, dude, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm going to name Serena D, but that sort of feels like there's biases because we love Deep. So oh, I'll avoid another bit of promo for shouting down a camera lens this week. <laughs> well, like to like to to sort of use your example, there, Hikaru Shida, right? She had this title reign, and then she's kind of like bounced around. She's in this feud with Deep, but let's just say that the the, the, the feud with Deep wasn't happening. You just have her win a couple of matches, and imagine them telling you on Dynamite on Wednesday night, say, um, Shida is coming to the ring now. She won on Dark earlier this week, and if she wins tonight, she's in one of the rankings. Um, Thunder Rosa best be looking over her shoulder. That's all the story you actually Absolutely. need. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, And then yeah. they've sold you on Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa, and it's a great match, and the title reigns off to the races, and it hasn't taken us to get to Battle of the Belts. There just seems to be a strategic error. That, and why I'm saying all this is because there is nothing to say about the Nyla Rose match tonight. There's nothing to no. say about it. We watched her attack Rosa. Well, he praised on it, no doubt, on Monday. I think it'll be great. Nyla Rose is unbelievable crack when she's battering people. <laughs> like, she's so, so funny in these matches. This won't let you down as a viewer but it's too easy to see the wires. And it doesn't help. You know what the other thing is? Uh, it doesn't help that her last thing was with Ruby Riot, and a lot of people recognised that it wasn't a botch. It was, uh, you know, the, the the learning curve of Ruby Riot versus Nyla Rose and that, mm. that kick that was missed and what have you. Yeah. But other people just went, that's a botch, and it's a mm. botch, and it's, it's tarnished their, their perspective on that. And like you say, yeah, 
I'm an avid AEW watcher. I probably would still be an avid AEW watcher if I didn't do this as my job. But I'm still not watching Dark. I'm not doing it. I haven't got the time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like you say, all it takes is 30 seconds uh, of, of explaining and doing something physically on television. I don't like it when they go, this person's not like Scorpio Sky. He's undefeated for a year. Well, I ain't seen him for yeah, six yeah. months. Yeah. So just have some establishing thing and you can occasionally do the nice sort of Abaddon, Anna J bait and switch thing of like, this person's going to be the number contender if they win this match and then someone comes through and trucks them and you go, well, we said someone's going to have to be the number one contender. If, if it's not them, if they were in contention, why can't it be this? You know, it's just, yeah, it's, it mix it up a little bit. And like we... Threw babies in the air. It, this, there are very few low bars in AEW, but this current situation is a low bar. How positive were we that one week that they showed the clip of the um, dissension yes. between Hirsch, Red Velvet, and uh, Chris Statlander? And that feud has played out with way more stock because we're like, all they need to show us is a clip of Layla Hirsch gradually getting pissed off of a bit of a losing streak, and it's completely rejuvenated this character. They fought on a buy in, they fought on dark, they fought on a buy in, and they've had one match on, was it a rampage? Mm-hmm. So, Dyna- the, the first time that feud made it to Dynamite, officially, was, Wednesday, match. was yeah, Wednesday yeah. night in the rubber match. But you felt involved. You Absolutely. felt invested. So there is ways to do this. We go back to somebody that always seems to get uh, a bit of a shitty hand when it comes to the booking in AEW. But like I've said, she there. She's in a feud. A real-life lived-in example right now would be someone like a Penelope Ford, wouldn't it? Mm. If she's available. Again, another heel that you just line up to fight Thunder Rosa without needing to go through the obligations of all of this. I'm looking forward to getting to see Nyla Rose for this next month. Mm. Like, get her shit in, basically. Yeah. But I wish I'd, I wish I could pretend it was for more than just that. Mm. Exactly. Uh, finally, I mentioned sports entertainment earlier, and this is the most sports entertaining we've seen, but it, it works very well with this cast of characters they've got because QT Marshall is going to award, despite the fact he got his head caved in by him, he's going to award his certificate of achievement <laughs> to Hook because he's... He's so proud of his student, as he told his mum when she called him after the buy-in. Ah, oh, I mean, QT, what are you doing? What are you doing, brother? Um, I love this. I love this so much. The idea that uh, QT Marshall has good wrestling certificates in his back cupboard in the grimy nightmare factory is tremendous. Um, like when you used to have to stitch the badges to your trunks at swimming. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. The idea that he's going to give Hook something, that in his mind, Hook should... Holding some prestige and in, uh, like with, with some sort of sense of pride. Yeah. When it's great when the heel is the last person to know what's going to happen to him. And all of us get to enjoy just thinking about how little Hook cares about the award that's about to be bestowed upon him. The face that he will pull. If, if he indeed ex- like expresses anything at all <laughs> other than his generic Hook face at what he's being given here is going to be absolutely tremendous. I love... Um, Hook isn't just Teen Taz. He's actual Taz. He's Taz's kid. <laughs> and I love, so far, their ability in weaving um, a Teen Taz story in with the factory, who are all heels, with Hook, who is a babyface on an island that does not profess to be a babyface. No. I love this. I, I love that storytelling. I love the idea. It's like, Starks and Hobbs are kind of goons for Taz, aren't they? There mm-hmm. is there is angry goon squad that go around causing bother for the baby faces. They're, they are proper he- scuzzy heels. That are like, they'll, they'll cheat a little bit. They'll be dickheads to Keith Lee and promos and all that sort of stuff. Hook, at this point, no longer stands and fights their battles. He stands alone and eats crisps. And I love that you've got this <laughs> heel baby face divide in Team Taz because right now, at some point, the numbers, and it could be tonight, by the way, the numbers are going to overwhelm Hook. And it's going to ask the question, 
of Team Taz, isn't it? And it's going to ask, like, it's going to force Taz to be like, oh, yeah, that's my boy. Like, where, where are you guys? Like, so if, if Hook eventually takes a big beatdown, if they get heat on Hook for the first time ever, mm-hmm. the question is going to be, where were Hobbs and Stark? And the question is going to be asked by Taz himself. And I love all that. I love how you, this is like the first big development of the Hook character. But tonight he's just going to absolutely take the piss out of this ludicrous ceremony that QT and, Marshall is going to try and make of it. And just to mix it up, I get the feeling that QT Marshall is obviously going to get some and get embarrassed. Yeah. But from the vignette that we saw, and I, I, I don't know, I follow him religiously as one of my best friends. I think a go-go might be heading back to the UK right now. But obviously it's all been taped, so maybe yeah. he gets involved. You've got Nick Comerado. I don't think he's going to be in and around that right now because you've already had him do stuff with Keith Lee. Yeah. So I think you're going to hit Aaron Solo sticking his finger in Hook's chest. Show him some respect. Say thank you. <laughs> and he's going to get his finger broken probably and then choked out. It's going to be so satisfying watching Bailey's ex-boyfriend get wrecked by Hook. Has <laughs> um, Hook fought Comorado yet? She, uh, Hook is 100% the guy she tells you not to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> is he, uh, has he fought Comorado yet? Not as far as no, I'm aware. So there's like a, that's a... They can really present that as this is a hell of a challenge for you know the size difference and all that sort of stuff. Do they tonight? Because obviously we're assuming it's going to be like a certificate or a plaque or something like that. T.T. Marshall's a trainer, you know, like they they don't deal in fluffy awards like that. It's it's things that matter. Is he going to present Hook with his own uh, nightmare family shorts, oh. the ones that Hook wears? Because Hook wears very much like boxer type shorts. Yes, he? he does. And they're going to have the factory brand and all over them, and it's going to have like. As tra- like hooking tiny letters, as trained by QT Marshall <laughs> in big letters, and hooks. Like, I'm, I'm not wearing them; they look like shit. Yeah. And then who takes them up? Anthony Agogo for the for the eventual big match between the two. Ooh. Hook versus Hook versus Agogo is double or nothing. 100. Like, percent Who who would not want to watch that on a pay per view? Hook has Hook has got all of this, uh, prof- like um, amateur background in ju- the stuff that Taz will tell you all about. All this, so this he's not just this cool, charismatic pro wrestler mm. who's got the studio background as well. Anthony Gogo is not just this cool, charismatic pro wrestler in training, he's also an Olympic boxer. Boxer, they've created like you remember UFC one, yeah. like this guy's hard, this guy's also hard. What about the other? I've got different weights and disciplines, I don't care, they're <laughs> gonna fight to the in death, <laughs> like. AEW could create that in the yeah. form of a boxer and judo guy that have both sort of found their way into pro wrestling. Absolutely. And they're going to mix the disciplines against one. I want this. I'm giddy. I giddy with this. the anticipation for, for, for what happens here and the fallout from it all. Uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of Rampage tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. You can still get your hands on Michael Sidrick's brilliant book all about AEW, uh, Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW on Amazon right now if you want to order that for yourself and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, the SmackDown uh, preview is available right now and Wrestle Culture is coming your way later on today with a hashtag bloody good quiz and we'll be back on Monday to review SmackDown and Rampage, of course. But for now, this has been the Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Hamford. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.